0: Welcome to Drive Time Devotions. We are in day three of our look at Philippians chapter three. We're going to look at verses 10 and 11 today. Just two verses, powerful verses that picture what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Let me begin by reading those verses Philippians three, 10 and 11. Paul writes there, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead those words that begin verse 10 they just grab my heart i want to know christ not i want to know about him but i want to know him as i read these verses in fact this entire chapter it's a chapter to me that's about how do i how do i take my relationship with jesus to the next level how do i take the growth that i'm experiencing to the next level He begins by warning us in the beginning of the chapter of those who would like to draw you down to their level, and then the rest of the chapter is, how do you take it to the next level? How do you truly get to know Christ? I'd like to take it to the next level. I'd like to grow to be more and more like him. Sometimes uh, some of us are like that little boy who fell out of bed, and when his parents asked him, why'd you fall out of bed? He said, well, I, I stayed too close to where I got in. And sometimes when it comes to growth in Christ, we are satisfied with a little bit of growth. But then God does something in our heart, in our life, and something starts to stir and realize, that's not where I want to stay. I want to know Christ. As you walk through these verses, Paul talks about his resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus, and he talks about his sufferings, the sufferings of Jesus. Those are two key, not only occurrences in history, but also spiritual truths from my own life that I have to understand if I'm going to know Christ. If I'm going to know Christ, Paul says, first, I want to know the power of his resurrection. Knowing Christ means living by his power. I've got to know. I've got to tap in to his power. But there are times when, although I know Jesus, I have a relationship with him, I live day by day by day without his power. I live under my own power. I live with no power. You might remember that old story from the uh, Rose Parade, that uh, New Year's Day parade in Southern California where one of the floats ran out of gas, which is a somewhat common occurrence. But the funny thing this year was that it was the standard oil, the big gas company's float that ran out of gas. And seeing it sitting there unable to move, it was a great picture of vast resources but no power. And some of us as believers, we live like that. Sometimes my life is like that. The power of the resurrection is available, but I'm depending on my own power. Paul says, I want to know Christ. And to know Christ means the power of the resurrection is flowing through my life. Paul is saying, I want that. I'm not going to be satisfied with anything less than that. And you and I shouldn't either. Never be satisfied with a Christian life that doesn't flow with the power of the resurrection, of Jesus' life. Now, the fact that your life is flowing with the power of the resurrection, that doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you're not going to be humbled sometimes. It doesn't mean you're not going to say something stupid sometimes. Jesus' disciples said stupid things. I certainly have. It doesn't mean that you won't have the weaknesses of these human minds and these human bodies, but it does mean that he's using you. His power is working through you in your your work, in your school, in your family. The power of Jesus' life is making a difference in your life and in the lives of those around you. The power of his resurrection Paul said, I want to know him, and the power of his resurrection, and then the fellowship of his sufferings. The power of his resurrection, that reminds me that knowing Christ means living by his power. The fellowship of his sufferings, that reminds me that knowing Christ means living in his presence. Fellowship. Now, I know the first word that you may hear as I read this phrase is sufferings, and we'll get to that in a moment, but the key here is fellowship. The most important word here is fellowship, a sense of closeness to Christ, a living of life with Christ. I think it's easy for us to think sometimes. It might be easy for you to think, you know, I want to get closer to Christ. Jesus, I want to get closer to you, but I I can't today. I can't get to know you today. I've got work. I've got got a soccer game. I've got meals to fix. Jesus, how am I going to get to know you today? Well, you start by recognizing that Jesus is there. And you realize that Jesus wants to be a part of every part of your life. It starts there. If you've got a son or a daughter who has a soccer game, and you're standing and you're watching them, you're enjoying watching them play soccer, do you think that Jesus is enjoying you, enjoying them? Of course. Do you think Jesus can enjoy that with you? He created them. He made them. When you have energy and creativity for work, and things are working like they should, do you think Jesus enjoys that, the fact that he gave you that energy, that creativity? And can you bring him into that? Can you fellowship with him in that? This idea that we can only get close to God at church, that's ridiculous. We spend just a brief amount of time at church, and that should enable us and empower us for living life in the, in the everyday world. But the truth is, everything else isn't a spiritual desert compared to church. We can bring Christ into anything and enjoy fellowship with him, even in your entertainment. Entertainment should not be an escape from everything, including Jesus. You're watching TV. You should realize Jesus is here with me. Now, it might change your channel selections. I'll admit that. But recognizing that he's here with me in any situation, even as I'm relaxing, is a key to fellowship with Christ. That's where this begins. But this fellowship with Christ that's talked about here, Paul is talking about something deeper because he talks about the fellowship of his sufferings. One of the main ways that you feel you sense the presence of jesus is in suffering in recognizing that he suffered and gave his life for me but also in recognizing that sometimes i and others go through suffering and i can trust him during that time paul talked about that in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 10 he says there through suffering these bodies of ours constantly share in the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may be also seen in our bodies Now, Jesus suffered. He died on a cross in order to do away with our suffering. And Paul is not saying that we suffer like that. We can't give our lives for someone else for their salvation. But he's saying the fact that we suffer in this world is a reminder of the fact that just like Jesus died, we are going to face death one day. And that Jesus came so he could understand everything that we have faced. The fellowship of his sufferings. How does that work? How does that come into my everyday life? Well, Paul talks here about becoming like him in his death in order to attain to the resurrection from the dead, becoming like him in his death, even in his suffering. We're talking about joy as we walk through the book of Philippians. Let me just paint a picture here. What is joy? How does it happen? Sometimes we think that all that joy is is what we say no to. If I say no to the wrong things, I'm going to experience joy in my life. The picture is we want to have joy in our lives, and Satan places some substitute in front of the joy that God wants to give, some fake joy, some false joy, and he wants us to go for the fake, to go for the phony. And if I say no to the fake, the phony, then I can enjoy the real thing. The key to joy there is saying no to the substitute. So then I can turn my heart to God and enjoy the real thing. And and yes, there is joy in that. But there's a deeper picture that Paul talks about here. Joy is not only what you say no to, it's also what you say yes to. And when he talks about the fellowship of his sufferings, Paul is reminding us here that there is a cross between us and joy. In this joy, I must say yes to the cross in order to experience the real joy that God has for my life. The key to joy is in saying yes to the suffering. Now, that's hard to say, let alone hard to live. It may be hard to understand. What does it mean to say yes to the suffering? It means to recognize that Jesus suffered for me and to lean on that suffering and to trust in the fact that he gave his life on the cross so that I can be forgiven. But it's also a reminder of the fact, the way that Jesus lived that the object of life is not to avoid pain. You're going to have pain in this life. The object is to know Christ. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to when they've gone through suffering. They've lost someone to death or they faced their own death or they've gone through cancer. They've gone through suffering and they've brought Christ even into that experience and they've trusted him. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, I felt closer to God during that time of my life than in any other time. That's the fellowship of his sufferings. That's the miracle of what Jesus can do. God takes the worst that Satan throws at us and he turns it for his good. He turns it to joy. Now, does does that say that the suffering is good? Of course not. One day he's going to do away with all suffering. No, it says that God is good. And while I live in this world, I'm going to face some suffering. I can allow it to cause me to feel separated from God. God, Why would you allow me to go through this? Or I can enjoy the fellowship of his sufferings. Jesus, you suffered. You suffered for me. And when I go through tough times, difficult times in this world, I draw close to you and I rely on you. Paul started these verses by talking about this desire to know Christ. So let's talk to Jesus about that. Pray with me. I want to know Christ. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. Jesus, help me not to be satisfied with how much I know you today. As much as I may have grown or as little, help me to realize that there's always so much more to know of you. Help me to realize that you have life to give me and to rejoice every day in the resurrection life that you want to give. Even when I don't feel powerful, feel alive, the truth is I am Jesus because of what you've done in me and for me. As I trust in you. But Lord, help me also not to be afraid of suffering. Your suffering was turned to good, and you can take the suffering that I go through, and as I trust in you, you can use even it for good. All things work together for good to those who love God. So instead of being afraid of suffering, instead of making the object of my life avoidance of pain, I want to know Christ. So even when life doesn't work out like I want, even when I face disappointments, even as I'm facing suffering right now, Jesus, help me to get to know you even there, even here. I pray it, Jesus, in your name. Amen.